0: You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit HarvestBibleOnline.org. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Thank God for all of our junior high and youth and everything. Glory to God. It's such a blessing. Hallelujah. You know, I've had the privilege of doing a, a, a Bible school uh, college for New Zealand uh, and South Pacific because they, we did it by Zoom. And so it's the same one that, that Pastor Family and I went to about three years ago and uh, did the first year class. And so we got to share with the first year. And then this is the fourth year. And so this is their graduating class of where they'll have their bachelors and all that. So anyways, they asked me to do a class on uh, Christ. Christology or the life of Christ and so it was twelve hours of teaching and we did it all through Zoom. And there's a little less than two hundred students in the in the around the world. So it was a lot of fun to do. But uh, you know, I have been doing that for the last two weeks and uh and actually that's three weeks. And so, you know, you put things in you know, and I was just like, Okay, Lord, I got this and this, you know, you kinda of change hats. This is my teacher hat. Did I put on my pastor hat? Put on this hat. Trying to, and I was just praying and seeking the Lord. Uh, and, and He said, "You know, you need to remind them of what you've reminded the students there about Jesus's present day ministry of what He's doing right now." You know, the Bible says Jesus sat down, and we know that it talks about that He finished His work. But actually, Jesus's ministry of what He's doing for you and I, He's still doing some things. Amen. And the Bible says that to us. That the, Pauline epistles and you know, all those things, he describes what Jesus is doing right now. And if you know what he's doing, then you don't ask the question, what's God doing? What are you doing up there? Are you going to help us? <laughs> but if you know what he's doing, and, and then you know how to ask. Then you know how to go to him. You know how to go to the Father. Because, you know, God's very specific on how we're supposed to take the word of God. Amen? How we're supposed to take hold of the truths of the word and make them ours. You know, this Bible doesn't do any good until you make it your own, until you know that this is God speaking to you, amen? So there are certain things that Jesus is doing right now, it's his present day ministry of what he's doing right now, and I'm not going to teach on all of them, you know, because there's five or six things that he's doing, that would be five or six hours, but I'm just going to lump them all together and just let you do your own, okay? So here in Hebrews chapter four, glory to God, hallelujah, amen? Let's begin reading at verse 14. It's seen then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. We could go home now and just say, woo, I was good. You know, when you look at the word of God, but notice verse 14 when it says, seeing then that we have a great high priest. See, Jesus is our high priest. The Bible says also in Hebrews that he's the high priest of our confession. He's the high priest of what we're saying. Amen. And if he's our high priest before the Father, he's representing us to the Father God. You know, you can't get to God through any other way except through the Lord Jesus Christ. Even there's no other way, no other way. Don't let anybody, there's a lot of ways to get to Jesus. You can get to Jesus all kinds of ways. What do you mean by that? You can get to Jesus, hallelujah, you can get to Jesus by way of all kinds of different crazy religions. You can't get to the Father and you can't get born again unless you get to Jesus. See, y'all got nervous on that one. Jesus is hundred percent God, hundred percent man. He is a. But see, a lot of people they're trying to find ways to get to Jesus. They think they're trying to find ways to get to God, but there's only one way to get to God, and that's through Jesus. So we got the whole world trying to find Jesus. Amen. can you understand that? That's why you know we want to try to get people to understand the Father. They can't understand it because they can't understand the Son, because you can't get to understand the Father unless you understand the Son. You, you know, you can, and you know, Jesus, the wonderful thing about him is he existed before he was born in the manger and he existed after he died on the cross. And after he was raised from the dead, he still exists. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the time that he was here in the earth, God prepared a body for him. He stripped himself of all of his deity and he didn't use any of that while he was here. And then he picked that all up when he was raised from the dead, glory to God and seated at the right hand of the father. See, he was Emmanuel, God with us on the earth. Now he is Jesus, hallelujah, 100% God, but 100% man, and he represents us before the Father. He's our high priest. He does all those things there, amen? So he's presenting. What was the first thing that he did? He presented his blood into the heavenly holies of holies, and he obtained an eternal redemption for you and I, amen? Hallelujah. For all eternity, we're gonna be so grateful, Because, see, when you walk around in your glorified body and it doesn't have any marks in it, you're going to get to, every time you look at Jesus, you're going to get to see his body that does have all the marks in it. See, you're going to get a glorified, you're going to get made new, you're going to look pretty. You ain't going to be near as what you are right now, hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. But, see, what is Jesus doing right now? He's representing us. He's representing us. He said, This is so that he's our high priest. Why? So that we can come. Now, look at verse 15. It says, We don't have a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our, our, our infirmities, which means he understands everything we're going through. How many of you know that this time in history did not surprise God? It did not surprise Jesus. Amen? God's not up in heaven going, Man, they sure are making a mess of things down there. He knew that. He, He's been seeing that for centuries. We've been making a mess of everything for centuries. No, God knew exactly what was going to handle what was going to take, and he's just letting and wanting the church to rise up and be the church. Amen? But, But just like a high priest in the old covenant, he only went into the heavenly, or he went into the holy of holies, you know, on earth here, he went into those things once a year and presented the blood and then the scapegoat and all those things there. But, You know, Jesus already did that, but now Jesus, you know, the high priest here on earth had other duties that he did during the year. Jesus has other duties that he's doing. The Bible says that Jesus is not only our high priest, but he also said he's our advocate. He's our advocate. He's our lawyer. Now, let me ask you, why in the world do we need a lawyer? Why do we need somebody who's going to plead on our behalf? Because that's what the word advocate means. It means somebody who's going to plead on your behalf. You know why we needed that? Because he knew how you were going to mess up after you got saved. <laughs> he knew that you were going to blow it. That you're gonna, I mean, how many, you probably don't because many of you have been saved for many years. But if you remember the very first time after you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, the very first time you messed up, you sinned, you lied, or you just didn't tell the whole truth, or you liked something so well you decided to borrow it from somebody else. You stole something or, or, you know, all of a sudden that person that you thought you could handle and walk in love to just, they did like Peter. They hit that eighth time instead of seven times. You remember Peter said, how many times do I need to forgive this guy? How about seven? Cause he's at it right now. One more. I get to clean his clock. And Jesus said, ah, how about seven times 70 and all that in one day? I love that because Jesus said that because he knew none of us could hang around anybody to let them offend us 490 times in one day. He knew that was never going to happen, you know, and we see that and we understand that. But we needed an advocate because we needed somebody how to do that when we miss it, that we get to go to God and ask God to forgive us. Thank God for 1 John 1, 9. That doesn't give us a license to sin. It gives us the ability to get back in fellowship with God and to understand we don't have to have any guilt or shame. It's amazing how many people let their past destroy what's going on. And Jesus' ministry right now is to share with you. Is not only is he the high priest of what you're saying and doing, he is your advocate to say, uh, Father, they're just flesh, <laughs> you know, but my blood covers him. I know we're having to cover this guy a lot, but It's okay. <laughs> He's going to make it. He is. We're going to get him. He's going to grow out of it in a few times. He is. (laughs) Aren't you glad God had patience with you? Everybody, just take a lot right there. Just take a lot right there. (sighs) Come on. Come on. You know, it's amazing how we forget how far we've come. Because many times we want everybody else to grow up and be where we're at. And we expect everybody to know what we know. amen you know it, it is so wonderful when i'm teaching and when i'm sharing doing these zoom classes or doing things like and people go oh, and i'm thinking you never heard that okay wow and they're like yes 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 and i'm like oh wow you guys are so spoiled you're just so spoiled but to but think about it, now thank God I like being spoiled, so praise the Lord. But you know, you look at things and you go, wow, look at what God's doing. But we needed an advocate, and we still do, because no matter how long you are, or old in the Lord, no matter where you're at, your flesh ain't dead yet. You, know, you just think, man, God, thought I had that handled. <laughs> Amen. I thought you could, they couldn't get to me that way, ah, you know, but uh, you know, and the enemy's always trying. He's always trying to steal your joy. Amen. But not only did he say that you have a you you have an advocate, but he goes on to say that we have a mediator and an intercessor. Wow, we have a mediator. What is Jesus is the mediator of a better covenant, established upon better promises. Amen. A better covenant, but also said he's our intercessor. He's praying for us. You know, you're there in, in chapter 4. Go over to chapter 7. Go to chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7. You know, I, I skipped over a few things here about the advocate and some things here because, uh, like I said, each class was an hour-long class. And uh, But one thing you need to know, in the, well, I can share it now, too, with this, is that Jesus, you know, there's a lot of ways to get to Jesus. And people, have, they get real quiet like you get there. What do you mean? No, no, no. You can't get to. You know, but see, no. You get to the Father through Jesus. Okay? That's how we get. Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. And did you know that the Christianity was called the way in the book of Acts? And there's like four or five scriptures in the book of Acts that says the way. And it, the way is capitalized. It's like this one and To make known the way, you know, even when... Paul was for, before Felix. He said, well, I, now that I understand the way better, I'll make a decision tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. So what the Bible declares, you know, so we look at this and we kind of go, yeah, when you understand the way, it, it, it changes a lot of things that are there. Halliday. That's why you need to understand that there's a lot of ways to get to Jesus, but there's only one way to the Father, and that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> you got to believe on him. You got to confess him. That's the only way to the Father. Amen. Here, when it says, uh, chapter 7, verse 25, it says, Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for them. Man, aren't you glad Jesus is praying for you? (sighs) Do you ever just think, gosh, does anybody care? Is anybody praying for me? Does anybody really know I'm alive? Amen. Have you ever? Maybe you never thought that. But see, you know, I've gone through a lot of things, different things. I remember sitting in my office, you know, when I was pastor at a church in in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and, and just having a, you know, what we called them Pittsburgh days. So you're just having a day that uh, things are going all wrong, and then, and I'm sitting there and I'm going, God, you always quicken my heart to call people to encourage people to say, how come nobody cares about me? How come nobody ever calls me? I don't ever get in. I mean, God, do you even know I'm here? You know, I mean, are you ever doing anything? You know, and all of a sudden the phone rings. Literally, and for some reason, the secretary was, and I answer the phone. I say, Hello, Pittsburgh Christian Fellowship. And, and it's a friend of mine who's traveling. He says, Hey, God just told me to call you. He said, Quit being a baby. He loves you. I'm like, What? He said, Yeah, he just told me you're having a pity party right now. <laughs> And then he said, don't you know Jesus is praying for you? Jesus is for you. You don't need anybody else. I said, thank you. He said, all right, I'll see you later. I said, okay, have a great day. (laughs) And seriously, that happened. It was hilarious. I was like, wow. And then I said, okay, God, I hear you. You're you're praying for me. You're with me. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So that I can boldly say I can let you do it. Here you go, God, let's deal with this. But you know it changed my life that day because i realized jesus is praying for me that jesus does love me now that's dramatic and that's pretty supernatural and it was but it was you know I, it, to me it's funny the way it happened but in the other way it's funny what the guy said too cuz jesus knew how to, exactly how to talk to me to slap me get me out of my my uh, stupor you know, getting out of my pity party, getting out of feeling sorry for myself that nobody cares. You know, nobody's praying for me. Nobody cares about me. He says, I do. I'm praying for you constantly. I'm bringing you before the Father. Hallelujah. I'm here. I'm here. Hallelujah. I'm the one. I ever live. I always live to make intercession for you. Amen. And when you understand that, it's so incredible because... This word intercession simply is a technical term when you look about it up in, in the Greek, and it means that what he's doing—it's a term for how you would approach a king. So, because you know, in the Old Testament, you didn't approach—you didn't just walk into the king's; you didn't just go in there and start talking and doing things. You get killed. You know that, right? Hallelujah. You just don't do those those kind of things. In fact, remember in, in, in the book of Esther, Queen Esther, she said, I can't go unless he holds out his scepter toward me. I can't go in there. If the king doesn't say, hey, you can come, then you can't come. Amen. You get killed. And so in, in, in the heavenly holies of holy, and what God's doing, he said, God, God made things and he does things. So he has Jesus, hallelujah, and Jesus is to say He's seeking the audience of the Father on you and my behalf, hallelujah, and he's getting us God's ear so God can speak to him, so he can speak to the Holy Spirit who can speak to you. Amen? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit who lives and dwells on the inside of you Hallelujah, is the one that's going to speak things. It's going to rise up from within you. Because remember that's what, he, what Jesus said? He said, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He won't speak of himself. He'll speak of things that I tell him. And he'll show you things to come. He'll show you things to come. Jesus is for you. His, his ministry right now is he's our high priest. He's our advocate and he's our intercessor. And thank God he was our mediator. Glory to God. He's the one that got us a great covenant. Have you found out what your covenant looks like in here? Glory to God. If you ever get a hold of that, covenant just simply means that somebody left you an inheritance. You know, the Old Testament is the Old Testament You know, of what turned place. The New Testament is the last will and testament of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's what we have and what he's given to us. And then Paul got a revelation of even more of what was taking place there of what Jesus did. Amen? And it's for us. So we're not by ourselves. Hallelujah. Jesus isn't, and God is definitely saying, well, I hope they make it. I hope the church actually, I mean, I hope they get through this. Think we ought to help them? No, nah, let's not help them. No. Jesus is saying, Father, I want to intercede. I ought to pray. This is the church. The prayers of the saints come up, and God hears our prayers. Amen. God told us to ask. God told us. And Jesus is right there at the Father. And he's the one that's approaching him. He's the one that's seeking the presence and the hearing of God. And when we hear it, glory to God, we know, hallelujah, that we have the things that we desired of him. Amen. See, we come to God. We sang a song about the name of Jesus. You know. Hallelujah. Thank God for that name. Because you remember, you know. John 16, I think 23 and 24, right around in there, it says that he, Jesus said, Hitherto or up till now, you've asked nothing of the Father. But now ask the Father in my name and he'll do it. So he said, Listen, we're changing everything. You guys have always come to me. Now you don't have to come to me. You get to go right to the Father get to go right to the Father in the name because he said, listen, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works, why? He says, because, you know, I get, I'm going to the Father. I'm going to represent you. I'm going to hear what you say and see how stupid it is. I'm like, God, let me explain how that is. Let me interpret for you so because I know what they need. Let me interpret this right now. Yeah, come on now. See, that helps you. You say, well, I don't even know if I prayed right. Who cares? You prayed. You asked God. You went for it. And Jesus said, okay, let me give you the interpretation. Because <laughs> he's going to get the heart of the Father. See, you're not by yourself. God's not. A, he's got a plan. He's still with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit's still here on the earth. The church is still moving. God's still doing. Amen? Amen. Amen. God's still doing. He's doing. He's praying. He's telling us, hey, let's do this. Amen? And we need to go ahead and, and 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 take hold and and just bring our case. Did you ever heard that where you get to plead your case? Go to Isaiah 43 if you would. Y'all doing okay? I'm just having fun. This is good stuff. Hallelujah. I'm says, you always enjoy preaching because you like to hear yourself talk. I said, I probably do. But the key is, is I actually believe the word of God and I actually believe what I say. You know, I go back and listen and I go, Man, that's good. I I need to write that down on my notes. That's some really good stuff right there. I mean, that's how you do it. You go back and you make your notes out a whole lot better. You have to write and you have to highlight and you have to cross out this. It's all good. Amen. Because I want to share with you why this is so vitally important. Because at this day and age, we need to understand that we need to be about the Father's work, but we need to not be thinking that our works are getting us anywhere. And when I say that, is that you can't get God to do something by what you do. And if you're thinking that, you will wear yourself out. You will work yourself so bad. But here's the other side of the coin. You're going to show God how much you love him by what you actually do. Okay? So you need to do that. You love God. And so because you love God, you have good works. Your good works does not make God obligated to do anything in your life amen it's a matter of the heart amen you know we can take that over in the tithing we can take that over into a lot of things hallelujah amen, amen. they did turn the air on because it, it, for some reason it was 32 degrees this morning so somebody decided it was cold and the heaters got turned on and you, and you all showed up and <laughs> you, you should be up here this high <laughs> <Yoo-hoo>. <laughs> hallelujah But they, 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 Carl assured me, Pastor, we have the, because he knows I'm going to yell at him. But he he didn't, I said, Carl, not your fault. We got this. It's all good. Have you found Isaiah 43 yet? (laughs) I just thought I'd do a disclaimer. Hallelujah. So if I pass that up here, y'all come revive me, all right? I'm good. No, I won't. I won't do that. I just, that never happens. Look at verse 25. It says, I even, I am he that blots out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified or thou mayest be made righteous. Let us plead together. Let's talk. Let's plead your case. Amen. Let's talk about it. How many of you ever go to with the Lord and say, okay, Lord, let's plead the case here so that I can give you how, so how to work with the talk to the Father so we can get this thing done. Let's plead my case. Here's the case. Hallelujah. I'm gonna come to the Father. Amen. I said, Lord, you know, hey, let's just get down. Let's just talk about this. Let me tell you my side, you tell me your side, and we'll figure it out. Amen? See, because prayer is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. It's not just you always crying out for help. But thank God that's a good prayer. Amen? Amen? saying And see, too many people, and this is what I want to really iterate because when you understand Jesus is interceding with Jesus' prayer, and we can come to the Father, and we can bring our prayers, but it's by our relationship and our prayer and our fellowship with him that every need gets met. It's not by your works. But it's so funny when you say that, and then everybody quits everything. It's amazing how many people get, when their life gets too busy, the first thing they quit is their spiritual side. Things they're doing for God. Amen, they do that all the time. Everybody does. Well, I just can't do that. I'm going to have to stop this. It's so funny. All the old, old pioneers and all the older uh, uh, guys you read about, they'd say, listen, I got so much to do. I'm going to have to get up three hours earlier and pray for three hours more to get it done. So instead of praying four hours, I'm going to have to pray seven or eight in order to get what I have to do in 12 hours. See, I know that goes over real big. I used to read all those books and I'd think, golly, I'm a sinner. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> I've not done anything. You don't know. you know. But you know why? They knew where their power source came from. They knew what they needed to take hold of. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They knew that we needed to do this. And see, we have this tendency to want to, instead of talking to God and sharing our heart and letting God talk to us. Hallelujah. You know, We want to kind of override the conversation and we kind of get it all out of us and we get it all to God and we go, oh, oh, that was so good. But we didn't get any answers. All we did was unload. It's good to unload, but you need to hang tight and let him kind of sort through all the mess. Let him say, okay, now we got to interpret all this. I'll take it to the, and then we're going to do this and then let him come back and give you the answer. Jesus is interceding. He's praying for us. But what is he doing? He's praying for us so that we will continue to walk in the will of God. We'll get God's will. We're going to get the, the ear of God and we're going to get an audience with the king. Amen. Isn't that awesome? That we can go to the throne room of grace boldly. Why? So that we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can just go in there. We can run in anytime we want to, we can interrupt all the meetings because we've got free access we've got free access to get in here it's so cool we got free access hallelujah amen glory to God go over to Romans chapter 8 and verse 34 this is a really cool scripture y'all doing okay I was just gonna skim over all these but we're stopped right here for some reason obviously you need it and I need it so we're going to let God do it. We're going to we're going to listen to what he has to say. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> and this is kind of cool. I love Romans chapter 8. It's one of my favorite favorite chapters. But uh Romans chapter 8 and verse 34 says this. let's back up to verse uh Thirty-one. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. So who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. No, nay, in all of these things... Amen. But did you notice in verse 34, verse 34 says, as it is written, or excuse me, who is that condemns in the sense of who is that condemns us? Who condemns? You know, it's amazing how many Christians walk around with condemnation. And yet Romans 8, 1 said, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So we know that's one of the number one reasons why people live in condemnation is because they're letting their flesh rule them. And they're letting their flesh rule them because they think, gosh, I blew it again. Yep, you blew it again. But thank God you got an advocate. You got a lawyer. Jesus is like, yep, come on. Let's get forgiveness. Go to First John 1, 9. Let's get you forgiven. Let's get you back. And not only are we going to forgive you of your sins if you confess them, but I'm going to cleanse you of all that guilty feeling, all that unrighteousness, I'll cleanse you from all. Of, you're going to be able to stand in the presence of God as if you never sinned, because I'm going to put your sin as far as the east is from the west. They never meet. They never meet. And when I blot it out, it's gone. I don't remember it no more. Hallelujah. And so you can stand with confidence. You can come boldly into the throne of grace and you can receive all of your prayers answered. Amen. You can receive these things. Because why? Because God wants you to. Hallelujah. Because it's based on the blood of Jesus. It's based on what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Amen. And because you love him, you want, to give you want to do, you want to help because of your great love for Him, amen. Because you've got an advocate, you know, glory to God, it's easy for you to forgive because you know how much forgiveness you needed. See, if you know that time, oh, that's okay, I can go to the Father, I can go to, and He'll help me, He'll help me, praise God, He'll change everything that takes place. He goes on to say, It is Christ that died, yes, He rather he'd risen again. And he said, He's at the right hand of God, making intercession for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're the one changing our lives. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? It's so amazing when we take hold of this. But see, that's not the last thing he's doing. You know, the last thing he's doing is, believe it or not, he's still your shepherd. He's our high priest. He's our mediator. He's our advocate. He's our intercessor. But he's also our shepherd, the Bible says. Amen. Did you know that you're living in the 23rd Psalm right now? Because the 22nd Psalm talks about the crucifixion, talks about all the things Jesus went through up to, and it ends with the crucifixion. The 24th Psalm all talks about is Jesus coming again. Jesus is coming again, and when the King of Glory comes in, and we're going to raise up the King of Glory. It's all about the second coming. And right here in the middle of that is Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want I shall not lack, I shall not want, why? Because God, hallelujah, hallelujah, is for me, not against me, amen? Because the Lord is my shepherd, he's my high priest, he's my advocate, he's my mediator, he's my intercessor, and he is my shepherd, and he's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He feeds me, he leads me into still green pastures, and he leads me beside still waters. He brings peace. Amen. He restores my soul. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. There's restoration that takes place. Hey, he restores my Do you know, you say, well, why does my soul need to be restored? Because it ain't saved yet. Your spirit is. You're alive unto God, but your mind, your will, and emotion is attached to you, and it can cause problems. We have some serious things because you get in the way. You know that, right? <laughs> oh hallelujah I mean Jesus he made such an incredible way for us you know he made uh, uh, and, and gave revelation and truth if we'll grab a hold of it and walk in it see that means in the midst of no matter what's going on in our lives we can say what the Bible says Amen. see that's why faith people which is what you're supposed to be okay People get nervous about that word faith. They get really, but let's just put it, maybe your trust people. What's faith and trust are the same things. Hallelujah. But he, when you talk about it, because in the midst of it, he said, well, you're just not, not looking at things or you're not seeing things the way, you know, look at how, uh, uh, you know, this, this is the way we look at them the way we think they are instead of the way they really are. See, God sees everything the way they are, not the way they seem. See, that's why in Romans 4, when he was talking to Abraham, he's, God calls those things which be not as though they are. He'll say, he'll call things that don't exist as if they do exist. And you're like, well, what do you mean? Because God says that, uh, he said, you're Abraham. You're the father of many nations. Cool, you, you got just millions and millions of kids. He didn't even have one. So for 20 some odd years, Abraham kept saying, I'm Abraham. And you got to realize That at that time names meant a lot. They meant everything. You know, I mean, and that's why instead of Sarah, it's Sarah. So Sarah, you're you're the mother. You gotta, you know. And that's why when they said when they finally showed up and said, guess what? You know, your wife's gonna have a baby. That's why Sarah laughed. That's a joke. I mean, when you told us twenty-some odd years ago, maybe. But now I'm ninety. You know you know hey sixty five maybe <laughs> not saying, just saying <laughs> got a little more faith for sixty five than you do at ninety, okay, guys, come on, anyways, <laughs> hallelujah, and uh you know, go to abraham he's ten years older, so hey. You're thinking, hey, you know, here's where we go here. But um, that's why she laughed. But names meant something. But see, God, it didn't bother God. You know, I mean, they, you know that Abraham said they messed up, you know, had Ishmael and those things there. But the, the thing about it is, is that we look at this. God calls, God always sees things the way he knows they should be. How do you know that no matter what you do on earth, no matter what goes on in your life, doesn't change your position in heaven? He still sees you as a child of God. He still sees you overcoming. He still sees you prospering and blessed and healed and whole. Because everything that he did through the Lord Jesus Christ, he sees it as yours. And he sees you that way. He sees you as an overcomer. Amen. He sees you like a Romans 8 person. He sees all this stuff. He says, who's going to separate you from my love? Nobody. I mean, you're going through a little bit. Who cares? Okay, you got a little lack. Looks like it. But in the middle of that lack, in the middle of that chaos, in the middle, you can rise up and say, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm not going to want anything. God's going to meet and supply all of my needs. He said he was. God's going to direct my steps. God's going to be there for me. God's my protector. God's my provider because the Lord's my shepherd. I'm just a dumb sheep, praise God. I'm going to be right in there and I'm going to follow. I'm going to follow. I'm going to let him, I'm not going to run out of here. I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to let him lead me to what I need to do. I'm not going to run away, amen, because God promised. Amen. Now, here's the thing, you know, did you ever look at Jesus's life? Was there one day in Jesus's life, as you look at things, that he didn't meet the need of what was going on around him? Every time, they'd come to him and say, hey, what are we going to do? Okay. I mean, the very first miracle, they ran out of wine. He's like, well, big deal. Just tell him, give some water. You know, big deal. That's probably good. They probably did all drunk anyways. That's good. <laughs> And his mama said, nope, whatever he says, do it. She's like, hey, just fill up the water pots, okay? What about, they come in and says, hey, all these people are. He said, well, let, let's feed them. What do we got? We got a little boy's lunch here. We got five loaves of bread and two fish. What are we going to do here? He says, that's enough. Let's do this. Okay, we got 5,000 men. You know, you know the Bible, it, it, it just treats you ladies like, and your kids are like, you ain't even around. They don't count you. Did you know that? It's just, that, you know, you're thinking to yourself, well, there was a lot of those around. You see Because yeah, the Bible talks about a multitude, but it only counts the guys. Because you remember, every time it says there was 5,000 men and then women and children. Number, that, what that means is there was more women and children They couldn't count them, so they just counted the guys. Okay? <laughs> couldn't count that high. <laughs> just FYI. Okay? Just, just want to know. We want get to get this set thing in here, okay? And it's not, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, you know, it's just, the, you know, it's not a prejudice or a Chauvinist book, okay? It just is what it is, and that's what they did. The guys that wrote it, that's what they said, okay? They had this thing here. It's like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> okay, let's wind this thing up, I think. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I have no idea why I'm looking at my notes, but it's fun. It always is good to kind of help and say, hey, is there anything good on here? Because you remember what the Lord said. And with all seriousness, I like to make things fun because it makes the medicine go down a whole lot better. And uh, why can we say, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. That he's going to meet all of my needs. That he's going to do what he, what, he, what he said he would do. And, you know, in, in the face of it looks like it's not right, looks like it's not working, looks like this isn't happening because the Bible tells us we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight and things are always not as they appear because they're always subject to change. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18 says while we look not at the things that are seen because the things that are seen are temporal we look to the things that are not seen because the things that are not seen are eternal. God's word always changes everything. So if God said Hey, guess what? You're the head and not the tail, and you go, man. I should sure look like I'm the tail right now. <laughs> he said, that doesn't matter. That's subject to change. Hallelujah. God said, "I'm your shepherd." You know, I'm your. Shepherd. You don't. You're not going to want. Say, man, I think I got a lot of wants right now. But instead sort of siding in him and, and, and complaining and, and not pleasing God, see if you want to please God, you got to side in with Him, and if you want to get what God has for you, you got to agree with Him. The Bible says, "How can two walk together lest they agree?" Which means you got to get an agreement. you got to say, well, God said this, so I'm just going to believe what God says. Amen? Now, the problem is God may say, hey, you got to do this, you got to do that in order to get to places. So you got to be led by the Spirit to do things. But God will lead you. God will make sure God's never let you down. Amen? Because believe it or not, you're the body of Christ. And Jesus is the head of that body. And Jesus wants his body to be well and whole and taken care of. You're, and if you're the bride of Christ, I mean, how many anybody wants their bride to be sick, ugly, and, and not have anything? Not going to do that. God's saying, hey, he's building his church. And he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He said, I will build my church. And see, the key is we're supposed to go out and tell the world how great God is, how wonderful Jesus is to be our shepherd. We cannot remain silent. We cannot keep this good thing to ourselves. Yeah. We got to declare his goodness, his grace. But first of all, we got to believe in ourselves. Yeah. See, if we remain silent, the world's in darkness. You know, that's why the Bible says if judgment doesn't begin at the house of the Lord, what are everybody else going to do? And when it talks about judgment, it means we judge ourselves. It means we judge ourselves. What, do we believe this? See, we think of judgment, we think of judging our sins. But we need to judge our heart, our attitude. We need to judge what we believe. Do you believe it? Do you believe the word of God? Do you believe that God's got enough to finish this thing? Amen. Do you believe that he's coming again? Do you believe that what God said, he's going to do the things in the word of God? Amen. That he's going to make sure that you're going to finish your course. So we have this right. We have a right to the saving grace of Christ. Amen. We have a right to be born again. Amen. We have a right to know that Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, is our shepherd and he'll meet and supply all of our needs. Do you know, everybody has to know and can know that right? That if you belong to the family of God, God is going to meet and supply all of your needs. And he will. He will. He will. Hallelujah. But you know, even more so, for us Christians, we need to understand that glory to God, when we miss it, we got an advocate, we got a high priest. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm so glad that Jesus and the father are tight. You know, they're related, right? It's good. It may not help you, but it helps me. It's, you know, blood's thicker than water. So it's like, we got this, you know, and, uh, Jesus was very obedient to the father. So he's done everything right so far. So he's, uh, he's there. And the wonderful thing about it is, is that, you know, God's not grilling them. God's wanting to bless you. God is wanting all of his promises to be. God's plan was this. God did all these things. We need to understand that Christ is our mediator, our intercessor, our advocate, and our shepherd. He's for us. Amen? He's for you. So what is Jesus doing today for us? What is God the Father? What they're doing is they're hearing and answering our prayers. Jesus is doing his job as the high priest. He's presenting you before the Father. He's getting you an audience with the King. Hallelujah. He's giving. And when you mess up and you don't know what you're doing and you come to God and you go, blah. He goes, okay, let me interpret that. It's what we need. He knows exactly how to interpret your prayers. He knows how to interpret what you need. Hallelujah. And then he says, I'm your shepherd. Glory to God. I'm going to meet and supply all of your needs. I'm going to lead you into green green paths. Of my Thank God. He is all those things to us. Glory to God. And we're going to end this thing. We are going to go out of here in a blaze of glory as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, the world's going to get darker and darker. Yes, they're going to get crazier and crazier. Don't think they're not. That's what the Bible says, okay? But we as the church, we're not walking according to the world's ways. And we need to help all Christians. And we need to reach out and touch lives. Amen? glory to God. That's what God's heart is with us. And that's why it's like, Hey, that's why we pray for the nations. That's why we reach out and touch lives. That's why we have all of you know, the folks that are around to be a blessing. Amen. And so we need to do this, but we need to know it first because you can't ship it abroad until it works at home. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for these amazing, amazing folks. They're so wonderful. Thank you, Lord. I just thank you, Father, because you're just so good, so wonderful. Oh, I thank you that Jesus, hallelujah, is all of those things to us. But the number one is he's our Savior. He's our Lord. And once we accept him as that, then he becomes our high priest and our advocate and our mediator and our intercessor and our shepherd. Wow. Wow. Father, when I think of all those things, it just so overwhelms me. If your love for me, that you said you'd never leave me nor forsake me, so that I can boldly say the Lord is my helper, I will not fear what man can do unto me. Lord, your hand is upon us. Father, continue to lead us, continue to cause us to go forth and to reach out to a lost and dying world and to help each and every person that we can, touching lives. Hallelujah. Father, as our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, if there's anyone here under the sound of my voice that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior or if they're here and they've fallen away from God they, they need to come back you need to come home you need to come back to God he loves you he cares for you hallelujah glory to God or as, as it just comes up in my spirit as what was shared yesterday at the men's breakfast if you're church hurt and you've been church hurt welcome to the club all of us have been church hurt Hallelujah, we've just learned to forgive those in the church and we've learned to forgive those that have hurt us because we knew that, listen, you know, you you can't stop what people do, hallelujah, but you can stop how it affects you. And you can stop how these things, because Jesus, he's the one, he died for you. He didn't hurt you. God's never hurt you. You may think he has through people, but he hasn't. God didn't do it. Hallelujah. And God wants you to get mended. God wants you to be made whole. God wants you to walk free and clear. That's where 1 John 1, 9. That's why Jesus is praying. Inner city. That's why you came here today to hear that Jesus is not mad at you. God's not mad at you. He wants to restore you. He wants to bring restoration to you. And he wants to bring life back into you. Hallelujah. And what that means is you have to say, Father, forgive me for allowing these things to happen. And Father, thank you for loving me and receiving me back into you. And that's what it means to come back to God and making sure that your relationship with him is pure. And if you're here and you say, you know, I need prayer for that or I need prayer for salvation. I need to come back to God. Then just raise your hand real high. And if you're watching, do the same thing. You can do it too. God loves you. I mean, don't leave this place. Don't leave this place and think, well, you know, I can... Gosh, I tell you, jump in the river when the river's flowing. Jump in when God is talking. Jump in when God is saying. You say, here I am, Lord. I want that. I want to be restored. I want this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I see that hand. I see that hand. Anybody else want to join that one? Because just come and say, God, I want to come back. I want to have a heart hunger. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know... Open up your eyes and look up, lift up your head. We're going to pray here in just a second. But you know, you've, you've heard me humorously say about, cause when I grew up in church, and I grew up in church, in a church that preached hell hot. Okay. Do you know what I mean by that? They preach, you ugly sinner. You better get right with God. Well, God knows what you did last night. He knows what you did this morning when you, and you're going to, you're going to, if you don't repent, you're going to die lost and go to hell. I can preach hard if you want me to. It's crazy. <laughs> When I grew up hearing that all I mean, you hear that, you become and so you just you better so you run to the you 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 wear out your rededicator. And see, back in the days, we didn't we didn't we weren't nice unless to raise your hand. You need to get down to this altar right now, you better get you better be ashamed of God. Amen. Some says, Whoa! You know, we can do that, but we don't do that. But I humans say I wore out my rededicator, but you know what that did? That did rededicating my life. Because I was a good teenager. I I sinned every day, so I had to rededicate my life on Sunday. We were good. You know, not that I wanted to, but it just was that way. You know, you just got mad. You said something, did something. I mean, the devil will remind you of everything you did. You know, you remember that. So I would wear out my rededicator. But you know what that did? That kept me really close to God. Kept my heart tender. Because, you know, I mean, yeah, they guilted us into things, but it kept my heart tender saying, God, I really want what you want. Amen? Amen. Even in the midst of hypocrites. See, people all say, well, that person, this person, I know that person outside of church. I did too, you know. I mean, my, my youth pastor at the church, you know, when I, was, when I was in high school and stuff, you know, he was my football coach, so he cussed me out Monday through Friday and then tried to teach me the Bible on Sunday. <laughs> Literally, it was tough, and you'd say, Oh, ain't that exciting? Yeah, now you know why I wore out my rededicator because I had to repent every Sunday and every day because I didn't like him. But, uh, you know, and I thought, This is not, but you know what? I didn't let that deter my faith, I didn't let because of the actions of individuals around me deter my faith, amen. We let people, and that's the thing, I just really sense that, because, you know, I like uh, Brother Steve spoke yesterday, and, and he said a, verse, a word, and we were talking about it, and I was like, and he said, church hurt, and uh, because that's, you know, you're going to see people who never don't know God, or you're going to see people who are church hurt, and we got to heal all, both of them, and we got to bring the gospel to both of them, amen, and it's so important. Because, uh, like I said, I, I've been raised in church, grew up in church, I'm still in church. Church is the most dangerous place to be in. It really is, but it's actually the most wonderful place to be, and it's also the most dangerous because you just, you know, you never know what you're gonna get. But if you come with an, a, a heart to God and you come with a, an attitude, I'm gonna love God and I'm gonna, I'm gonna love people and I'm gonna trust God, not trust people, but I'm gonna trust God <laughs> and love him and, and just allow God to be God you realize, hey, you know, they just had a bad day. They're just doing things. It's easy to forgive because you know how much forgiveness you need. Amen. So now let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for that one that raised their hand and others. And if there's others that are watching, Father, and I know it's come back to God. It's just coming. It's because of just, just the cares of this life and the things of, of this world just come and they overtake us and they, they drive us apart and make us do things. And we, we just get so overwhelmed with life. That then we mess up and we say things or we do things. And then we feel like, man, how could I ever go back? Look at this. I'm this or I did this. But Father, thank you that you said if we would confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that you you forgive us and you cleanse us. And you wipe it away. And Lord, we thank you because we don't want to do that. We know that we don't want to practice sin and we don't want to do these things. But we know that we're just flesh and we do mess up. But thank you that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, hallelujah, Hallelujah. who's getting the ear of the Father and who's pleading for us, hallelujah. So thank you, Father, for the forgiveness, the forgiveness, the forgiveness, your forgiveness for all of us, Father, for those and even those that are crying out and saying, Father, forgive me, hallelujah. And that you do, you cleanse them. You will just wipe it out, hallelujah, and they don't have to let the guilt of that thing bother them anymore. They've been set free so that we can come boldly into the throne of grace each time. Even if we keep missing it and things, Father, we just keep asking and we keep going till we don't miss it anymore in that area. Thank you for it, Father. Lord, we honor you for it. We love you and praise you. And it's in Jesus' wonderful name that we pray. Amen Amen and amen.